We're here for episode four of our Corinda Bloodstock podcast, Off and Racing, and we're in the Prince of Merriweather again. Uh, we came back to Newcastle to see a very special guest, Nathan Doyle. Nathan, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having us, fellas. How have you been? What's been happening? Uh, not a lot. Uh, be better after a few beverages. <laughs> can't <laughs> believe uh, you guys are going to Brisbane and can't back up. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were better than that, the Irish. Oh, we thought you'd come with us. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'd say they'd disowned you after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's why I'm not allowed back home. So I got to get citizenship here. Um, no, I mean we'll just get into this and get um, a bit to know about you and give our in our listeners a uh, insight into your life and how it is as a trainer. Did you always want to be a trainer, or was there something else in mind? No, I always wanted to be a trainer, George. Probably. Ever since I was in sort of racing or, or knew about racing, it's something I wanted to do. And my uncle's still got the photo or the drawing on the wall to this day when I was five or six year old and I drew him a picture of a horse and I had around it how many horses I was going to train and what they were going to be. They are going to be palomino and pain horses. So I didn't have much of an idea, but you can probably gather from a very young age is something I always wanted to do and I just loved the animals and probably grew up uncles and dad were punters so I was always at the races and dad's best mate was a horse trainer so I was always at the stables there and um, I just grew up and it's something I always wanted to do and be around horses so that's the path I went down. And how come training, like, because most people grow up and they want to be a jockey or something because they see them in the limelight all the time. But you always wanted to be a trainer. Yeah, I never had aspirations to be a jockey. I don't know why, but I always wanted to train horses. And I held a trainer's license 21. I was young and dumb and no idea. Um, I admit that. But I was always driven to succeed and um, I went away and worked in Sydney for five years and had three great tutors along the path there and, and with my partner Mel I thought the time was right to sort of venture out on our own and um, we've had a, some success so far and uh, our aim is to be more prominent in the metropolitans and I think we're going down that path we're starting to get that good quality of stock to be able to aim up in that direction and um, it's been a good ride so far. And you mentioned your influences, Nath, um, in Sydney. Who helped you? I can't define one, to be honest. I was with Peter and Paul Snowden and Martin Unum, and they were all great to me, but probably as hard as it is to probably say, going down there, what I, I got out of being in Sydney, it is a lot of what you know, but it's also who you know as well. Um, you need the support, you need the stock, you need the back end. And um, I've got to know some great people down there. And, um, but you also got to pick up and learn how to train a horse. And those, those fellas, they're, they're very good around horses. And a lot of the time you didn't even have to ask questions. You just watch, learn, look at their worksheets. And they sort of just flowed on from there. Like I didn't go out real often when I was in Sydney. I'd prefer to look at the worksheets of the, that we had the day before and sort of dissect how they got a horse to the races and how they got it to peak on the right day because training horses, it's, it's not easy, I can tell you that. There's so many one percenters that go into getting them to win races. It's, you think it's easy, you feed them, you work them, you go out there and they just 
if they're, they're good enough, they win. But a lot of people don't know that horses are prone to asthma. 80% of horses can bleed and rage. It doesn't come out their nose. It's all about keeping their airways clean and, and also happy, fit, eating. <laughs> it's just so much that goes into it. And you need good staff around you to do it. So And they can't speak to you. Like our listeners, they, they can't talk to us. Exactly right. And probably if they could, it wouldn't be as enjoyable as it as it is you know what i mean and if there was a textbook for training horses everyone would be doing it wouldn't they so yeah um i suppose that's always the unknown and uh, that's always things that keep you guessing probably keep you awake too much at night sometimes as well but uh that's why we're in it for the love of the animals and you guys are the same so for our listeners um you've been at those bigger stables being around the better horses would you say it's easier training the better horses or harder? Uh, good horses are good horses. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Probably what I learn is how to pick quality stock. Um, going down there, you're working with some very good animals. Um, I was there with Russian Revolution, Capitalist, just to name a few. And they just, they walked with swagger. You know what I mean? You pull them into the box and then you go, you're going somewhere. They just and give you that feeling. Give you that feeling. Away. and It's like a, it's an energy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to describe, but when we go to yearling sales, you know what to pick for then. Yep. They come out, they've got a bit of presence. It's it's even kids at, kids at school or something. You, you know you can pick the athletic kids and even walking down the street, people walking down the street, if they're walking with a bit of presence and... They're not sloppy, you know what I mean? It transpires to the races and... I heard that all the time about myself. <laughs> sloppy? <laughs> sloppy or just, athlete? Only the, <laughs> just an only athlete. the asthma has a But, <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, you're saying about, like, starting up and that. What, like, was the catalyst to take the plunge and, like, was it hard to get people to trust you, to, like, put their trust in you to train their horses and that starting out? I didn't, didn't have any trust to start with. First three horses I trained on myself, me and Mel only ourselves, and it sort of just rolled on from there. Our first run was a winner. We had two horses in work. Uh, first one won, the other one got a bit of nose in the race after. So it just sort of rolled on from there. And um, You know what I mean? You just got to put the hard work in and you, you will get the rewards. And then the, the people you got to know sort of seen you and then they started supporting you with horses you know what i mean but it's it's very hard unless until you prove it no one wants to really give you a horse um until you can prove you're a two-year-old trainer they won't give you two-year-old types sort of thing so um and just sort of rolled on from there and um we're starting to build up that stable now uh, where we feel that in the next 12 to 18 months that we'll be a lot more prominent in sydney racing and and that's where i want to be and I think it works with us so well because we're on the, the same path. Yep. You want your colours down there in Metropolitan Racing and us, or myself as a trainer, Mel, our stable, we want to be prominent in Metropolitan Racing. That's the direction we want to go down. Like The prize money on offer in Sydney Racing, it's, it's mouth-watering. And like, to be honest, the comparison from country training fees to Metropolitan and even provincial to what you're racing for, uh, it's it's massive. You know what I mean? To going thirteen thousand for a winner in the country to eighteen thousand for a winner in Sydney, 
I think it's just something you've got to strive for. It's a massive profit margin if you can get those horses. And we feel the stock you guys are buying as well, they're quality animals. And uh, the next 18 months, two years, I think will be really prominent down there. Yeah, and it just snowballs. I said this to George, like, you suddenly, it might feel like a slow process, but you have to have the patience, don't you? Because then it, once you get the nice horses, it can snowball. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But um, one thing I'd probably say to people, that the cheapest part is probably buying the horse. So buy the horse you want. Yep. Buy, that, buy that athlete. and um, If it's a bit dearer, don't hesitate in going in, even if you drop your percentage down from 5% to 2.5% because it's a dearer horse. But I can tell you what, the fun that you'll have in racing the Metropolitan, going down there on Saturday city meetings, it's it's unbelievable feeling. And you know as well as I, we're, we're in it for a good time as well. So um, that's the main reason you sort of want to do it. You want to strive to get them good horses. And if you can get them stakes class horses, it's a massive bonus as well. But I feel we we're on the right upward spiral anyway. And for our listeners, um, you say like it's you've got to put in the hard work, but it's a lot of sacrifices too, isn't it? You don't have much of a life. No. You just don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You, in, you enjoy the, the good times when it does happen and uh, you may go out here and there, but you're regretting it for four or five days after. But um, here, here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll get back on the horse, unlike you fellas. <laughs> um, but, yeah. No, it is tough going. Like um, people think, oh, you, you're not replying their messages or you, you're not answering their phone calls. But sometimes you're sleeping on the run, you know what I mean? You, you don't sleep a lot, to be honest. And um, it's not that you don't want to answer them, but to get the best out of horses, sometimes you've got to be hands-on and you've you got to be with them. Like I can sit at home on the back of a computer and give you an update every two days and how your horse is going but is it bullshit exactly right <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean i yeah. i'd rather be i love animals and I, I like being with them you know what i mean and that's how you will get the results and it's something probably i don't want to lose like i'd probably we're at 40 in work at the moment probably would go to 50 but i probably don't want to go any bigger than that. i think probably that 50 to 60 you can compete in sydney on a regular basis um, because you're going to have those young horses going through but and I keep improving those 50 like all the time 100 percent. but i think if i went to 100 in work that's when i'm sitting behind a computer well that's and, where you lose as you said those one percenters that are so important and like you lose control over them a bit yeah and there's so many good trainers around these days you you got to get your one percenters right yeah um normally better horses all went to the better trainers but they're getting spread out so much these days and to get them one percenters right to know your horses, like I said, they're prone to asthma, you know that their horse airways clean, even if you're there the day before a Saturday in afternoon shift, you have a look at their nostrils, no cough, and clean water, their bed and stuff's down. Simple things like that, you know what I mean? And that's where I'd rather sort of be with a horse, but I think we're getting the nice results, and like I said, in the 18, next 18 months to two years, I feel that. Uh, we'll be down there on a regular basis. Yeah, and a lot of the new people that have come into racing might not know Nathan and his partner. You started in the country, didn't you? So moving to Newcastle to provincial racing, it was a big step, wasn't it? Like, it took a lot of guts. It was a big step. Um, 
I think we only had 12 horses when we first moved down here and a lot of people said, oh, what are you going down there for? You haven't got the quality of stock. So fair enough. And I'm running a couple of me better clients and I said, oh, I'm looking to go into Newcastle to start training. And I said, no worries, we'll have to send you some better horses. Yeah. <laughs> so I sort of, sort of, it was, it was probably the best thing I ever did. And you, to say you can't train a good horse out of Newcastle, that, that's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fast net rock, Swazi. Yeah. It's not too far to go down that highway. It's a cruisy drive. We've got great facilities here at Newcastle. We've got good tracks. So they're good enough. They're going to hang up in that group level of city race. Yep. Do you see yourself leaving Newcastle? Would you go into that metro environment? Never say never. Yep. But you just got to... Roll with the punches. I suppose the hardest bit would be you got to set up a whole new staff base. It's not as simple like a normal business. We've got a surf shop somewhere. We're going to expand out and move to Sydney. You know what I mean? It's not that easy. You know what I mean? You got to. You've got your systems. All your riders live yep. here. All your ground staff live here. You got to. And all your assistants and, and what you like. And if you move fifty horses somewhere, you go, bang! I need six riders and. 14 ground stuff, they're not going to be there, you know what I mean? So that's probably the hardest part. And if we can sort of get the boxes here, and like I said, it's a good training facility. Um, Group 1 horses have been trained out of here. It's been proven. Uh, the statistics show that. So if we're able to sort of grow here and get the results, I don't see a reason to move. And you say about results, mate, um, a lot of our listeners and punters out there, they'd all know you have a great um, record first and second up. Is that something you're mindful of with your horses or that you target or? <laughs> Not really, but a lot of people say that first up, they go good. Second up, they go a bit flat. It's not something I really train, but I think we just get our horses right. We know when they're ready to head to the races. We know when they've got a good base fitness, they've got two trials on their belt or if they've had that one trial, we know we'll put the groundwork into them at home and they're forward in condition where probably not every trainer is the same, but a lot of trainers sort of race them in the fitness, but it's not our sort of style. But I feel that our probably second up record has improved. It's one thing in this game, you never stop learning. That day uh, you know everything, the day to walk away. Yep. So it's sort of, we get results first up, but we sort of changed things over the last six months. We sort of back off them a little bit into their second up run and that seems to work and they seem to be sort of springboarding through that way but like I said you never stop learning so um, you always keep improving and hopefully uh, the results keep coming. So I know myself like I work with my partner you work with your partner who's the real boss and do you have a few arguments here and there? (laughs) Do you want to go there? (laughs) (laughs) I don't. <laughs> nah, it is tough going, but it's probably easier to get results. You can go to the races with six runners one day and train four winners and copping a hammer and off the two that got beat from their owners, you know what I mean? So yeah. It's not like uh, you own them all yourself. You go there, you just take it as it comes, you know what I mean? So you're always dealing with issues in this game, um, but I suppose the results outweigh that it's an unbeatable feeling it's a good day yeah definitely yeah 
people describe what it's like to own a racehorse who'd never been in racehorses before or what it's like to train a winner. It's like playing, grew up playing footy. It's like playing a grand final, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't beat that feeling. You can't describe it. You, that yeah, you moment you go through. It. No. That enjoyment, the butterflies, it doesn't matter if it's a gossip maiden, you know what I mean? It's You still feel the same. You still feel a bit of pressure. And um, when you do get the result, it's quite pleasing. Yeah. Yeah, especially when they start a dollar forty-five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that Boston Rock. Yeah, just uh, there's a little a bit, bit of more pressure that day, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, when they've got a bit of ability, there's pressure, isn't there? Well, there's an expectation, and, and you don't put we don't put the prices up, but at that price, they expect them to win, don't they? Yeah. Ah, you's expected to win. You's a <laughs> you's a box walking before the race. We put knew the pressure on me. Got beat. Even you couldn't mess that one up. <laughs> no, I vouch for them. Like it's. I think we said it again with the previous podcast with Matthew. Like it's it's a lifestyle. This isn't a job. Like if it's every single day, twenty four seven, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I haven't had a holiday for four and a half years. My holidays Magic. going to horse sales. <laughs> have to talk to the real boss then. But then. <laughs> It's more zapping at the sales. It's not really a holiday because yeah, it's draining looking at yearlings. It's you're talking to people on a regular basis, and there is that bit of pressure at the sales too because oh. you got to buy that right horse. That's our future. That's our future. You could be an underbidder on one, end up a good horse. You probably should have went one more for. Then end up old underbidder on um, Barbie's sister. Yeah, who and it feeders on Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't been through them stories yet where uh, we've had a lot of luck buying um, yearlings, actually, where they had great success. Like 12 months ago, we bought, well, nearly two years, bought Rush Hour, able to go back to the Magic Moons 12 months later and win a half a million dollar race. So then we had sort of willow in and the flow on effect. We've, we've bought nice yearlings and I think you learn to pick what the better quality horses um, the characteristics you like in a horse um, and that sort of flows onto the sale so it is pretty draining that you know you've got to pick the eyes out of that that sale and buy that right horse and I think you guys are buying quality animals which are going to see us progress to that metropolitan grade so I'm quite excited for the future for us and Corinda moving forward as a team. No, so are we and I think it's it's so... It's interesting when you speak to people. We all have things we like and don't like in horses, like yearlings. Like Nath might like something that I don't like. He might, I might like this, and he, Nath might go, "Oh no, I like, I don't want to touch that." It's it, that's what makes it this industry so good, isn't it? Like we all. Well, otherwise, everyone would be buying the same horse. The and there's no product, rules. So. There's no rules. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Like, I can't pick a horse that's close in the hocks. They've got to have their power there behind. That's where. All their pushing power is, and they're a bit offset in the front or turned in, turned out. That's my problem. Then, if I push forward and go too hard or break the horse down, you know what I mean. But you've got to have that power behind, and foremost, they've got to be an athlete. They've got to walk like an athlete. They've got to walk like a panther. You know what I mean. They can't be sloppy. And uh, we've had good luck doing it so far, and. We hope to head back to the Magic Millions and do it again next year. So we are heading up to the Magics. Um, I think we get there on the 5th. Yeah. 
and um, Nathan and us will be on the ground and we'll be finding, um, we're going to hopefully come away with what, at least a couple of nice ones, aren't we? Yeah, most definitely. And we're in it for a good time as well. I know you fellows are on the water, but if anyone wants to buy a chair and a horse, I'll have a beer with you. You want to back out the next day? I'll have a beer with you. But, uh, boys, boys will be home in bed anyway. But no, we're in it for a good time as well. And yep. that's the main key, you know what I mean? Hearing from the enjoyment from oh. the start of their, their career, you get to name them up, you get to progress forward. And like you said, you, you're buying the right horses. You may have to pay a little bit more for the right horse, but I guarantee you'll get more success at the back end. Yeah, and that's what we tell our owners. Like, um, they're better instead of coming into a ten percent, coming coming to a two and a half, and just coming to that next level horse because you might have seven and a half percent less, but you're going to have a better time. I agree, and statistics show it. A lot of them better horses are from that eighty to two fifty mark. Yeah, a lot of those million dollar horses don't go on and be successful race horses, but probably in you probably need to spend that eighty thousand to get a bit of quality. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of horses in that bottom range that have got so many issues that not only they've got issues, once they come under pressure, it's going to create problems and disappointment. And if you buy that sort of better quality horse uh, that moves like an athlete, it's got better confirmation, you've got more possibility of the horse staying sound and a better racing career as well. So You're just eliminating factors, aren't you? Yes, and that's probably something that a lot of people don't know that you are eliminating factors by buying those correct horses and they do cost a little bit more in the long run or initial outlay but the initial outlay is probably the cheapest part yeah the upkeeps uh you know what i mean it costs the same for a thirty thousand dollar horse as it does for a three hundred thousand dollar horse so yeah. buy that horse you want that's probably the thing i can really tell people and uh and Sydney. Doyle Racing, mate, five years. Ideally, where would you like to be? Other than winning plenty of group ones for Corinda. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be nice. No pressure. Say, oh, they won't win this race, they in that race. Years ago, myself and Mel owned three horses around ourselves and we'll punch around Dubbo. But now we're, it's early on the season and we're, top 10 in the New South Wales Premiership. So it has sort of been five years, and I don't want to predict where we'll be in the next five years. As long as you strive to be better, I think in every horse that walks into your stable, you achieve it. That's what you can really do. The success is sort of flowing from there. If you're doing the right thing and not cut the corners, um, that's when you'll get those better results moving forward. Yep. Punting stories where we've had a few come in. Mate, do you want to share any good or bad ones or no comments? <laughs> Norwegian Bliss, five fifty in a Port Macquarie made in dollar forty. <laughs> let's that's all let's that just has say <laughs> Morgan sat three deep on it and still won B three. And what she won seven straight, did she? Seven straight. Yeah, proper horse. Did he yeah. add a spray for sitting three deep? No, it won. You can't spray them when they win. But <laughs> no, I mean mid race. It was actually we had an instant. Wow. Manages Jerry Harvey's horses, and the price went up, and they put up five dollars. The next minute, we seen it was two dollars twenty. Missed it. Missed it. 
Scratched. <laughs> <laughs> Went to port. 5.50. Boys are on. We can run. <laughs> and what's she jump at again? Dollar forty. Dollar forty. And won quite easily. One be three, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, we thought a bit of her, and she had an issue, so she come to us with issues. But to be stakes place, win seven straight, it's it's very hard to do. But um, she she was a good horse to us, and uh, hopefully that flow on effect from really flow on from that. Yeah. And you said, mate, um, obviously touching earlier there, about the quality of stock that we're sending you now and that um, any of those horses that anyone should look out for coming up in the future? Oh, Boston Rocks is showing so much talent. Um, yeah, you tried Stevie Wonder could see him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get beat at his first start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Too shy, too shy. It's pre-my time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the Harry Angel Colt's a beautiful horse. He's a good moving horse. Harry Angel's done a terrific job. Um, he won't be sort of, he's probably four or five weeks off a trial, but what if I tell you too much? Where's our price go? Yeah, exa exactly <laughs> right. Nah, and, we, and Nathan yeah, has always been first in. There. You didn't say his name. So. Exactly. Nathan <laughs> didn't say his name. So. Yeah, I've got seven Harry Angels, I don't, but. <laughs> <laughs> Boston, he'll be coming back soon. He tried really well. Tried very well. Uh, I feel his horse will go another level. Again, next preparation. Uh, that day we can probably ride him with cover. That's a bit when he'd be a lot more effective horse. But no, he's awesome. Um, I think we get a nice result with him. So, guys, um, subscribe, follow, like, do whatever you do. Again, I don't know how this works. So, George, can you tell people? Yeah, Download. subscribe, hit the like button, share it, tell your mates, tell everyone about it. And um, it's on all good um, platforms, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, the lot. You can see our ugly mugs in YouTube there. But um, thanks again to the Prince of Merriweather for being so accommodating again. Then Nathan's and Nathan time. for joining us. Mate, you're doing a great job and we look forward to the future. And what do you say off camera? If you share this... You'll cover two and a half percent share for someone next year. Oh, read <laughs> <laughs> the fine print. <laughs> no, thank you. It'll get me out of that one somehow. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Just keep an eye out on our magic horses, guys. We're going to buy some cracking yearlings and uh, keep an eye out. Get involved. There's no better feeling in the world than winning a nice race. So get involved, and uh, we'll get the next podcast out. What in a couple of weeks? Yeah, we'll be out again and we'll have plenty of um, stuff on socials about Magic Millions out and about hitting the ground. And yeah, we'll um, let everyone know what we've managed to secure and we're excited. It's a great catalogue. Let's get a beer. Thanks, mate.